us at Mutiny Radio. M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Okay, all right, fast. Okay, one more time. No, no, one more time. We gotta go back to the first one, though. Oh, God, okay. You don't know what OCD is all about. All right, let's do the first one. Ready? L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Do it again. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-L-F-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Hey, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y. With you. Uh, that stands for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. L W A F L M O Y T. I'm into it. Mickey Mouse. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's a great. And, uh, I love that theme song. Uh, and uh, I, I always love when they uh, pop up and there'll be more to come. We are uh, Let's Watch Full Length Movie on YouTube. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T is the acronym. You can find us. We drop as a podcast every Sunday night, but we do stream first every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, fucking A. Uh, and you can uh, – we proceed the show with Paul Brumbaugh. Uh, Paul Brumbaugh is here on the show. Hi, Paul. Uh, hey, guys. How are you doing? All right. Oh, we're doing great. Yeah. Uh, how I'm really excited because I want to say – I'm sorry. I cut you off. I'm so excited because I wanted to say L-W-A-F-L-Y-O-T. Oh, <laughs> I blew it that time. That's so – that's perfect, though. I'm going to snip that. I-O-T? I'm going to put that in a promo. O-Y-T. O-Y-T. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, you'll chop it up and dice it and make it something real, won't you? Yeah, Carl. you didn't mention it's the edge of insanity, Mr. Sat- Sunday afternoon. The edge of insanity is That's right. before us. Because he was yeah. up introducing Noon. me up front and everything. Yeah, different. Oh, oh yeah, we're, you're here, man. It's always great to be sheltering in place with uh, Paul Brumba. His podcast is The Edge of Insanity, and it streams live uh, on noon. And uh, we follow him on two. This is all Cali time. We say Cali here, by the way, if you're from the ah, East Coast. Gotcha. Carl, 
What movie are we watching today? Uh, today we are doing the old switcheroo, and I chose the movie, and it is Kill Dozer. So what you want to do is put Kill it. Kill Dozer. Right. It's it's all one word. You're gonna put in, go to YouTube and put into the search K I L L D O Z E R 1974. One word, Kill Dozer 1974. Kill Dozer. Uh, we like and the it's channel. spelled exactly what it is. Yes. yes. We like the channel Anything Goes Theater. That's all one word. You'll see a pink A. Anything Goes Theater is the is the channel we wanted it's a great channel, Carl. Not only did I subscribe to Anything Goes, but I checked out their library of videos, and I, this was the only movie, <laughs> I believe. I'll have to double check. Why did you subscribe? So, okay. Well, I want to be part of the 6.5. I'm checking in real time here at the Mutiny Radio uh, Station computer to what? see uh, if, if that's true. Okay, it's video. It is COVID time, folks. Don't No, actually, they have plenty of others. They have plenty of other videos. They have Ninja Love and uh, Not a Baby Doll at the Drive-In, <laughs> things that are not movies. Wait, I don't know what they are, but some of these titles I subscribe. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, cool. So we do want you to go type in Killdozer into your YouTube. We're looking for this title, Killdozer 1974, Best Quality, and is hosted by our new friends, and I just described to you, pal. Uh, anything goes, theater. Uh, so go to that page. Hit, when you get to the page, hit pause, you know what I'm talking about, and slide it to the left. And what we would like to do is have a countdown, and when we say go, you will hit, click it, and we will click it, and we will watch this movie at the same time. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. So, uh, no further ado, I'm very excited for our countdown, and what a privilege, the countdown king himself, the maestro descending numerals, Mr. 321, Mr. Sunday Afternoon, Two shifts. Uh, he calls man crush. Let's get ready to rub. Uh, he 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 roots to the beat of a, di a different from. Will you please give it up for Paul Brumba. Yeah. Woo! That guy is sexy. Oh wait, that's me. All right, here we go. It's Mister. It's Mister. Slide it to the left or swipe it to the left and hit pause. That's what I am. That's right, Mister. Swipe it to the left and hit pause. It's ready for my number one film of all time, Kill Dozer, and of course it's the best quality from 1974. Let's do this in true action. Let's do this in three, two, one, go. I'm playing asteroids. I'm going through the star field. <laughs> <laughs> and my I wife find it ironic that ball. well, the movie is the same quality, so don't worry about it. It matches your Wi-Fi pretty low beat. So we just saw the universal logo as it goes, and now we're in space again. Okay. It's completely unintentional. This was not a theatr It was theatrically released, but originally it was a TV movie. So it's the best of both worlds, Carl. It is a TV movie and a TV movie that was repurposed and shipped out overseas as a theatrically released movie, like Spider-Man from the 70s. All right, anyway, so here we are. We're electronically uh, going in, musically going into the Earth from space. Okay. And instead of having America face the camera, it's Africa. Okay. So uh, an, an asteroid has landed on an island off of Africa. But that's not Madagascar. And that is... 
I see no penguins. Not yeah, right. I see no talking uh, giraffe, hippo, lion, uh, Russian tiger, etc. This is this music kicks ass throughout the whole thing. It's just kind of like cool. Made my own electronic equipment. It's not Howl Burton today. It's Warburton. It's Warburton. Warburton. Uh, yeah, but it is an oil company, uh, and they are stripping this island to create a uh, runway and a drilling station. Okay. More of a drilling station. And this guy uh, is Clint Walker. There's another character actor you might recognize. Clint uh, Walker. He plays Chubb. Clint Walker. Yeah, he was a cowboy TV guy. Uh-huh. Uh, he was for, and he was also in the Dirty Dozen. Oh, uh, wasn't uh, everybody. And then, well, the great thing is that he was in Small Soldiers, the animated movie about the little army men that right, turned right, sentient. Right. Because there was a cameo of the Dirty Dozen in that movie. So it was him and other actors from the Dirty Dozen gotcha. doing the voices. So he was also a voice. But he was uh, he was in a western called Cheyenne, and he, uh, which lasted about seven years or so, and that was kind of an influential one. Yeah, yeah. I should mention up front, it's a seventy-four minute movie. If you ask me what this movie is about, it's about seventy-four mo- minutes. So <laughs> I just want, I I do want to address the, our our always possible elephant in the room, which is has this movie been on Mystery Science Theater three thousand? And I always check on IMDb. Uh, on the connections page to see if they did it. They just haven't done this movie, but they have used it as a punchline, according to uh, anonymous uh, contributors to the site, mm-hmm. uh, saying like, you know, uh, what about the ending of uh, Killdozer? So it was mentioned seven times, but you, you must be familiar with the band. Oh, so there, these guys, uh, that's Robert Urich right there. Okay. Uh, Dantana. Familiar face. But. Yeah, well, they're all familiar faces. These guys have been done television movies and and television shows throughout the decades. They're all kind of uh, pros, and I, I have a list of stuff, but uh, I just—he's uh, in his mash jeep. Uh, yeah, so they're at a drilling station. I'll get back to my point eventually, but uh, there's hey, I just found a picture of Veronica Lake. He goes, Veronica <laughs> Lake. Of course, the guy says, "What? Not a what, but a lady." Yeah. This was a short story by a science fiction writer who has a big Star Trek connection. Uh-huh. And it was originally – and his story took place in during World War II. This is present time. They yeah. even mentioned the Vietnam War, and they found an old World War II station. But that's why they found the Veronica Lake. So that's Perfect. how they kind of worked in kind of – and it's the same writer. His name is Theodore Sur- Sturgeon, and he's, he's passed away, but Wait, he wrote Theodore the line, Sturgeon? Live Long and Prosper. Sure. That name sounds a little yeah, fishy. Uh-huh. Well, you know, his original name was Waldo. <laughs> Where? Really? Yeah, so I could understand him changing it. Yeah, but he, to he wrote, uh, he wrote Short Leave. Short Leave. Remember that one? Short Leave? Uh, the Star Trek episode? Yeah, he wrote that really? one. And then he, yeah. Uh, he also wrote A Muck Time, and he wrote a third oh. one, but it was too uh, – and he, uh, he came up with the phrase ling- live long and prosper, according to one of you. dude. A Muck Time was yeah, so the it, one that – yeah, that that, um, that was a great episode. I know you're not a nerd like me, but uh, love that one. There's always a Star Trek connection on the show, so every many, show. Yeah, every show. 
we say it all the time. Every show you can either find a Star Trek connection for Carl or some kind of sexual harassment yeah, or, or like inappropriate uh, wise. Yeah, assault. Assault, yeah. Or somehow you think, oh, this movie's a cult movie. You should check it out. It came out during the 70s. And you watch it, you go, oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. Invitation to. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, there is uh, Robert Ulrich, and he is driving the bulldozer. This is not a kill dozer yet. Right. It is a caterp- caterpillar, right? And they're yellow, and uh, it's a D9. They keep calling it a D9er in this. D as in dog? Oh, look, kill dozer. Yeah, yeah. And that's like a couple of minutes into the film, right? Yeah. Six minutes into it? Yeah. That's pretty good for a TV movie. I did. I have a, a TV book, uh, the reference guide. I didn't do that. There's not that much to look up on this one, but I did use my uh, complete dictionary to primetime network and TV shows, 1946 to present, the 8th edition. And uh, they have at the back of the book the primetime lineup that they introduce every year in the uh-huh. fall. So I yeah. went to 1974. This aired on ABC uh, on Saturday. February 2nd, 1974. So I took a look at the list. That was the fall one. And uh, ABC had regular programming. It had, uh, uh, shit, what was the show? I have it here. Kung Fu. But it was, people kept seeing it was a Saturday night at the movies film. And I did see on uh, a review on IMDb that it aired against NBC showing Silent Running. So both NBC and ABC had Saturday night movies. CBS, this ran against, uh, according to the book, Mary Tyler Moore Show, Bob Newhart Show, and the Carol Burnett Show. Okay. So when this aired, you had a choice to either watch this or Carol Burnett. Right. I don't know what I would have done. Okay, so he just – Jerry London. We did a Jerry London movie on this show. What did we do? Well, it was a rare one where you uh, – unavailable, and I had my brother Adam – Oh. Uh, join us, and it was Rent Rent a Cop. Okay. With Bird Reynolds and Liza Minnelli. Oh. So he, but he's a TV movie guy. That was his only theatrically released movie, but he did TV movies for like three decades. All these guys have done like the same TV shows, you know, like they've done Love American Style, or or they've done like uh, uh, Love Boats and stuff like that. Right. Robert Ehrlich was, of course, that. Uh, he was uh, the captain in uh, the Love Boat reboot in the 90s, mm-hmm. or maybe 2000. All right, so he just found a meteor. Remember that meteor from the beginning of the movie? Yes. There it is. Yes. And uh, I don't know. It's kind of talking to him. It's talking so I don't know to if that's, that's Well, it's like it's emitting some kind of alien rock thing. Is that the blip bl- we're hearing? Isn't that cool? That's that fucking uh, composer. <laughs> it's his, uh, I have the guy's name. Gil Molay or, uh, or oh, Mel Torme, I'm not mad? sure. Did they make it mad? Yeah, well, it's going blue, right? He's right. like, I like the Smurfs. Now it's going into right, well, the bulldozer. And, and yeah, you know what? Jerry London does a good job and goes into Robert Ulrich. You can tell the story right away, right? I mean, like, there's no need for dialogue in this. It's all, all told. There's no Blue special effects. Goes from rock. Yeah. And how much did that cost them? Like nothing. 
He's talking to his dog. Hey, Santana. Did you ever see the Charlie's Angel episode where he showed up as Santana? No, I, maybe I did and I don't remember. Did you ever see the Cheers episode where uh, Robert Eric shows up uh, filming Censor for Hire in Boston? Probably. Yeah, probably that one. That guy looks like the dad from Christmas Story. No, he's not. That's, okay. That is the, the Cheyenne guy. Oh, well, actually, you know, all these guys, all these guys are square jawed and they all have like barrel chests and they all have like squinty eyes. I can't tell them apart. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But the, the, basically the guy running it, the one, the hard ass Kelly, he, uh, he's, he kind of got demoted by Hal Vernon. They kind of, I don't know. He's like a drunk. He's you're dried up drunk. What do you say? You know, that type of thing. And meanwhile, everyone else is like slugging him away. A lot of drinking in this movie. But it basically implies that he's just stuck there. This is it. This is their community. This radar. So there's Chubb smoking the cigar. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's pretty cool. That's a very interesting uh, cell phone. Well, what happened was uh, they're trying to get a doctor. One that speaks English. Uh, uh, and you got to send someone. So they're, the doc, they're trying to get the doctor, and they're trying to reach the family, and it's like, make sure you tell the family in person. I don't want them to get a telegram. Oh, that's that depends. By the way, did you notice that Robert Urich's uh, name was not in the opening credits? No, I didn't uh, pay attention very much. Uh, they were slow-paced, and they came yeah. late. Neither did uh, the name of uh, James Watson, Jr., the, the other guy who's going to get killed in the next 20 minutes, his name did not appear in the front. Yeah, That's the interesting. Credits. Yeah. So I just want oh, to... By the way, they're going to die, Carl. This has got 2,400,000 views, and I think I know why. Yeah. There was once a guy who was very upset with his town uh, for um, uh, ruining his business. Uh, like making a factory, and his business was inaccessible. And he took a bulldozer and turned it into a tank and went on a rampage, and people called it Killdozer. And I think people probably clicked to this movie, go, oh, they're looking up Killdozer. Then they click away. Is he all burnt up or something? Mike, is he all charred? We might have lost Mike. That's too bad because he did the research this week. Yeah. Oh, there you are. I cut off. Yeah, I was on mute, but thanks okay. for the cover. Yeah, he got he got blue lighted. Him and the truck got blue lighted, but the, yeah. the truck survived and alien takes over the truck, but. Ulrich doesn't make it, so he can't really hop to alien. He can't hop to humans, I right. guess. The blue light. So he, he's lying there. Yeah, you were talking about uh, the guy's name was Marvin John Heemeyer, who uh, in Colorado drove through uh, town hall and the newspaper office, and the, the footage goes on for like 12 minutes, and there's been 7.5 million views on it. It's called Killdozer Helicopter News Footage. And, uh, uh, you know, and then so there's always a meme of, like, remember Killdozer. But I always knew Killdozer from the band. 
don't you remember the touch and go man the like Kurt Cobain wore his t-shirt with the killdozer I guess I don't I I don't think I ever bumped into that band and I was paying attention well I I I was doing research dude yeah I was uh I actually listened to killdozer and I I have a I actually looked them up in the Trouser Press Guide. I have uh, that book, the, the fourth edition. And they started in 84, and they were kind of hipster white guys who pretended they, they were from Madison, Wisconsin, but they killed those who pretended they were like hillbillies. And they would sing a kind of a slow, you know, like birthday party kind of. But they weren't that, there wasn't anything that grabbed me. There was one song that was like, Knuckles was a good dog. He was a friend of mine. You know, I was in a wheelchair, and he was the only person who talked to me, and he also saved the hospital. You know, it was kind of, like, ironic. You know, they would do slow and country west, but they they uh, broke up in, like, 86. So I, I listened. They did a covers band album. I remember that. It was for Ladies Only. And uh, I got to listen to their version of American Pie. Is it long? Uh, eight minutes? Oh, six minutes for the television uh, thing, so there's probably a minute intro. They're reminiscing about Mac, uh, Robert Urich. And this is like, this is a really, like, it's a compact movie, and they just get to Man versus Truck in a second. But this is the one moment where they kind of let, like, human emotions go in. So he's saying, like, yeah, you know, I, I set him up on a blind date on Halloween, and I told the girl to wear two masks. And she took off the mask, and there was another mask, and Mac was like, whoa! <laughs> so... But uh, so this, but that's kind of cool, right? I mean, the, the, this down. is based on they're bummed out. So, uh, Theodore Surgeon wrote the book. It's based this this uh, teleplay is based on a fucking novel or novella called Killdozer. Uh, right. So this was like this truck, the the evil truck. Like it goes like uh, it was a written. It was based on the written word. Like to experience the story, you had to read a book. <laughs> You didn't turn on, like, should I watch uh, Mary Tyler Moore or should I watch, you know, Killdozer? <laughs> right. Now, that's Lamont, right, from Sanford and Son? No, that's uh, San Francisco. See, I always look for that. He's a San Francisco actor named James S., uh, James A. Watson, Jr., uh -huh. and uh, he was in Airplane 2, the sequel. He was in Airplane uh, 2? And he, yeah, and on Paul Lynn's show, he played Leroy. On Paul. But he also another interesting. Remember Paul Lynn from sure, uh, Hollywood sure. Squares? He had a, like a variety show. So he he was a regular. He was on like a couple episodes. Yeah, uh, the great character. That was my best Paul Lynn. That circle gets the square. <laughs> circle gets the square. Was he even Central Square? He wasn't. He was like in the corner. I wouldn't know. I he was the center. He was. A regular. But I should mention that uh, James Watson Jr., the second guy who's going to get killed, he was also on National Lampoon's Storm Days. But he was a theater guy. He worked for the ACT here in San Francisco and he had a theater mm -hmm. troupe. He's still alive. A lot of these guys passed away. A lot of these guys are vets. Two of them are World War II vets. And, uh, you know, others have passed away from, like, heart attacks or what have you. Right. Uh, like, like Kelly, Clint e. Walker, he, uh, well, I have that he he married three times. He's married, lasted 20 years. 
he had a freak accident where he was a he got the tip of a ski pole pierced pierced into his heart. Ouch! And he has a twin sister. He's a staunch Republican and a health food addict. And I, he died of like I forgot what he died of. I didn't write it down. So what is just the name of that guy? Is that he's trying yeah. to control it and he can't? Yeah, he cut everything. I think. Oh no, yeah, he can't do it. The the truck's gone evil, man. The trucks, it's the truck. It's got the meteor I don't know if rain in it. Yeah, I don't think the truck's evil. You know, just because it's sentient for sure, or it's possessed. Okay, there we go. Solution solved. Cut that wire. Damn it, which wire should I cut? Things. The yellow wire or the yellow wire? Oh, no. Killdozer's All right. at him. Look out. You better crawl. I must crawl away from... Yeah. All right. You might have to look away, Carl. Will he be decapitated? No, nothing. Okay. It was just a commercial that was coming up. I didn't want you to watch that from the commercial. Yeah, but he got killdozed. Is he still alive? I, I see him moving. Yeah, no, he doesn't get killed. Though. I just uh, said to the two guys who died. They're stuck uh -huh. on an island. Ooh. Yeah. Nowhere to go. Now they, now man becomes the most dangerous game. So, again, like <laughs> they give Mac a lot. He makes a reference. He goes, like, because uh, he makes, like, uh, a, a lot. I'll find it. But they're, they're burying him. So they, they spend a lot of time, you know, like uh, – are they get having they, words? They, yeah, they're having words. It's all. It's all. This is a really well written and like well scored movie. So it's definitely a good audio movie. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like I was saying, they 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 make like an Irish joke. Like they they pull out a bottle of whiskey. Uh, let's see if I can find it. I didn't print my stuff out. Should have done that. Wow. Acting and story. Yeah, and this is all very compact, uh, and I appreciate the audio, audio on it. Like, you know, the story sets it up perfectly. They're just four men on an on a island, or oh, five men, excuse me, not four yet, uh, and they uh, are pitted against something that's unknowable and evil, you know, like, and I, I guess it's like a Lovecraftian bullshit where like an alien lands, like, did you ever see that Nicolas Cage movie where this meteor lands on his house and everyone starts acting weird, like they get populated by something, color out of time or some shit like that? No. Of, Should I? Of color what is my you know? Netflix queue? Uh, I saw it on Hoopla Digital, which is a free service using a library card streaming service. I mean, you could just check your current streaming service and, and see if it's on. All right, Nicolas Cage, what's it called? Color Out of Time or Time Out of Color or like, color I don't know. Out I know. of Time, question mark. Okay. All right. That's so question I'll, mark's going to be the best part. Service uh, 123moviesfree.com. <laughs> No, no. I offered you a free service courtesy of the library. That's the, uh, that's the most uh, honest way of seeing this movie. Yeah, it's but called they color get money off out. me with ads and promos and viruses. <laughs> no, 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 just viruses. Listen, the movie's called Color Out of Space, uh, and it's from last year, 19, 2019, or 19. And it's, just, it's based on Lovecraft where, 
there's no why, there's no how, it just lands and it affects everyone and there's no way you can get out of it. You know what I mean? Like, look, they're all drinking. They just did their Irish line. So they're drinking the Irish whiskey like... In honor of Mac. Okay, in honor of. I I thought they were going to, like, bury it with them, but that would just make it go to waste. No, no, not that. No, they just made a line which I wrote down and I just, uh, I didn't print it, so... You know, it's uh, a lot of these guys. Yeah, they they just been on the same shows. Like, I can't tell them apart, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, I I have to check by curly sideburns or or no sideburns. Like, <laughs> curly no sideburns or no sideburns and no curls. You know. Yeah. Now they're going through max shit. And yeah, that uh, kill dozer guy, um, in Colorado, he only. Like destroyed the places that were screwing with him for a year and a half or whatever. Like the paper wrote bad things about him, so he destroyed that place. The town hall wouldn't listen to him, so he destroyed that place. He went to somebody's house who was like a financier or something. Really? He went to a personal house? I heard he went to Crazy Rhythm's record store. What? He went to Crazy Rhythm's record store? In Montclair, New Jersey? that place that. He was in Colorado. Fuck that place. <laughs> All right, well. So this guy's getting judged. Which, right now. Yeah, because because Kelly is a uh, there. Clint, the Cheyenne guy. Yeah. He quit drinking. Right. And now he's like he's a he's a hard nose. He's like we got to build this before Walbert and you know Dick Cheney shows up. <laughs> but so they're all like. This is all solid writing. Like, it's all, like, I mean, we're going to talk over it, so I don't really, I mean, yeah. we said that it sounds. Yeah. One thing One thing about the guy that stormed out, he played himself, or his, he had, uh, in the Sphinx, he played Sergeant, a uh, Master Sergeant Clint Walker. That was a nice Oh, that's his name. Movie. Yeah. The yeah. Sphinx. Yeah. Okay. So he's a Republican. There's another Republican, too, in this movie. Uh, so, like, this guy is Chud. Uh, a chub. Yeah, and right. His name is Neville. Bud the Chud. It's Chub. Not the Bud the Chub with a B. Right. It's reverse. It's a reverse chubby. Uh, Chud. His name is Neville Brand, and he's also another uh, uh, World War Two vet, and he uh, received the Silver Star and oh. the Purple Heart, and and the Green Clovers, according to my notes. And uh, but he was in uh, just to be disrespectful. Sorry. He was in uh, a bunch of, like, he was in DOA, which is great, you know, classic public domain film noir film mm-hmm. where a guy gets poisoned and he only has, like, an hour, to, uh, 24 hours to find out who did it. Uh, but he was also in... Uh, so oh, he, he doesn't hear the... Killdozer behind him? No, he's just having a smoke, dude. Yeah, he had a couple whiskeys. Huh? That's the same guy. Boom. Killdozer. Now he, now he heard Killdozer. What? Knuckles is a very good dog? <laughs> very nice. What? You're opening for Nirvana? Oh, he heard Killdozer. Doesn't he look like Tommy Lee Jones? Yeah. No, without, uh, I mean, Tommy Lee Jones has those very distinctive, I don't know what they're called, scars? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, he does. Uh, dimples. Yeah. There it is. So listen, man, the truck knows that's the fucking only communication they have. So he's getting, like, pissed off. 
He's but, saying, like, you know, come. Yeah. Yeah. What's he saying? Come. No, yeah, go ahead. No, I don't have anything to say. Yeah, he's. What did he say on the radio? Well, he's just like, you know, a possible killer truck, and uh, we just need you to come and over here. And uh, but the truck heard it all, basically. And he, so he's going to – he's pissed off at the two-way communicator. So interesting. He the, – the, the, the meteorite went into Killdozer, and he knows how to run himself. He knows what gears to change. And he can understand yeah. English, and, he, and he's smart enough to know it's a radio. Yep. Well, you know, it's like uh, there's no like, – he's like the Joker in the Dark Knight. You just don't know why. You just don't yeah. know why. There's, not, there's no motivation. He's just evil. He's, he's the abstract. And he's the unknowable. He is the chaos, and uh, you know they're pitted against him. How are they going to defeat uh, right. a truck that's gone, uh, a killer truck, a killdozer? You know, with all the high blood pressure medication I have to take, uh, they call me Killdozer. <laughs> you would be if you didn't take I, it. Yeah, right. Yeah, so he, uh, Neville, Neville Brand. So he was, you know, he was a, in uh, 1955. He was in two movies, Bobby Ware is Missing, and another movie called The Return of Jack Slade. Uh-huh. And I think it's great, good news and bad news for missing persons. That Bobby Ware is missing in The Return of Jack Slade. Like, <laughs> on the one hand, Jack oh, Slade is back. The Return. I he returned. Yeah, but Bobby Ware is missing. You know, um, know, it's only seven uh, minutes. I wonder how it got away with a theatrical release. I think they just aired it as is. It's a tight fucking movie. I mean, there's not a wasted word or scene. All right, so there we go. Oh, yeah, I can tell by sideburns. There's Kelly and then, uh, oh, shit, who the fuck is this guy? This is what I'm saying. It's, I've seen this movie like three times already, and I just, it's like, oh, here, I wrote in my notes, squinty face fall guy. Uh, so he was a... Uh, his name is uh, James Wainwright. If this is the guy I'm thinking of, he's squinty eye, right? Like I got it right. Yeah. Who else is fucking in this movie? Oh, Carl Betts. Oh, I think this is Carl Betts. Hobie. So this guy was like a, a, a these guys have just spent decades on TV. He's a fifty TV actor. Right. Uh, and then he w- he played Clinton Judge in a TV show called Judge for the Defense in the late sixties. Well, so he was years. the hero. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a World War II vet as well. And uh, he was uh, the, the husband in the Donna Reed show. And he died in 56 uh, from cancer. Yeah, there we go. I wrote Little Sideburn Square Jaw. Like, it's so hard for me to tell these four people apart. Five people. There's still so five he's people. Taking now, the fifth person. Just, yeah, the, first, the fifth person is taking out Killdozer in this four person drama. But so, why uh, Killdozer, see. He was he was just going in there. I don't have no idea. I don't work for Halburn, but I, I would definitely report it. Don't crush the radio. All right. That so now he's realized there's nothing the he could do. World. Right. Yeah. Killdozer is smart, man. Because they don't have like a boat he's or smart. anything. Do you know how much drama we have just extracted from, like, a uh, radio being crushed by a kill, uh, yeah. bulldozer? Like, for a television movie, this is fucking good. Yeah. I guess he's a... Like, if this was shot in the... Yeah, I guess so. I have no idea, like, uh... 
I didn't dig too deep about him. Like, I, if there's something awful about his personal life, I have no idea. Yeah. But I'll, I could always find out later. But why doesn't Lamont like hop out? Re- He's trying to control it. Oh, hop out? Yeah, just jump out. Well, J- James A. Watson Jr., it's like 12 miles an hour. What are you going to do? Like, jump out? Yeah. Look how, how fast it's going. It's at least, you know, it's this is like 30 seconds right now. Wow, his Jeep oh, uh, can handle it, can handle the it's terrain. It's so funny. Like, every movie, especially TV shows, there's always the cars are always Ford. Uh-huh. Except, yeah. except if the car doesn't work. Uh-oh. All right, so he did jump out. He took our advice. Here it <laughs> is coming towards The director's doing you. a good job here. I'm telling you, Jerry London, he's kicking ass. I uh, and he's, I think he's still alive. No, is he still dead? Oh. He's still dead. I don't know if he's still dead or not. Wow. So he uh, he he directed uh, three decades of TV movies, shit like Take Me Home, the John Denver story, Cosby oh. Mysteries, the original TV movie, I Spy Return, so he's a Bill Cosby man. He did something called Dada is Death. Six million dollar man episodes, Kojak. I, I did I mention uh, the guy who just got killed by Killdozer? Wow. Sang a song on Kojak. He got he got. Uh, no, he I, didn't mention, but he just got squished. Yeah, Killdozer. Didn't have to and the music is all like wah wah wah, wait wait wah 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 squiggle Yeah, look at that acting. And there they are, they're stuck in the island. Two two down, four to go. Yeah, two down, four to go. They could have buried him, for goodness sakes. Well, I would always, when you're burying a body in the beach, it's always important to check the the tide listing to make sure that you don't hit high tide. Like, because it could be a low tide, and you bury the body, and then the next thing you know, the tide comes out, and you're just like, fuck, and then, you know, it washes away all that work you did. And it's it's disrespectful to the corpses you just buried, you know, in a shallow grave by the beach. So Killdozer was just driving around on his own, like he goes off into the island or something? Yeah. Yeah, like he's like, you ever see Maximum Overdrive where, like, they're all stuck in the uh, gas station Uh and all the trucks are fucking, like, pissing around, driving around the the parking lot, like, being, like, beasts? Like, yeah, we own this shit. That's all (laughs) Killdozer is doing. Before a year before this movie came out, Stephen King wrote a Truck, a short story about a truck that goes evil. Wasn't and, it Christine? Uh, a, uh... That's a car. That's yeah. a car that went evil. Mm-hmm. But you know, you, you're thinking that it was a demon or that it was driving itself. It's not true. The ending is that it was Cujo driving the car, Christine the whole time. Oh, okay. The dog that goes evil. D- Cujo the dog. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is a cool story. It became a Marvel comic book uh, the same year. It was called uh, World's Unknown, issue six, and they, they did a story version of it. So does the boss, like, not believe it? Uh, it sort of seemed like they were trying he, to convince him of something. 
Well, listen, like with Mac, they had reminiscence. They told a funny story. They had a eulogy. They buried the body. And then when the, uh, but they have a deadline. So then when he killed the other guy, uh, they were just like, bury the body, right? The next scene is bury the body. And he just said, like, go back to work. Oh, and they don't like that. Beltran. Beltran. Uh, so, yeah, when Beltran died, he's just like, yeah, no, just do it. So he's like kind of being a hard ass. And he's also like, I miss Mac. We used to go swimming. Hey, let's want, do you want to go swimming right now? It's a really like these men, they are, they are man. Very homoerotic, this movie. You like the barrel chested guys. Homoerotic. Here's the World War II vets. If you're into World War II vets, this is the movie for you. This movie. Yeah, he remembers everything. Again, like, it's going, they have some human emotion to this film, and then it's just stripped down to, like, the bare essentials. Man versus truck. A bulldozer, killdozer. Achilles dozer. Let's go swimming. So, so the other, uh, have you, you know, did you ever see the movie Duel? No. It was, a, it was a TV. So this was a, this was another, no, I never, I've never seen it. Like it was a TV movie and it became a hit, uh, especially because it was directed by Steven Spielberg and uh. they re, later re-released it as a theater release. And I actually, for Secret Santa back in 1999, I gifted a, VHS copy of Duel, and I still remember my friend's face when he opened it up. He's so disappointed, like, oh, <laughs> but it's about it's about uh, Dennis Weaver, uh, you know, like flipping the bird or whatever at a truck, and the truck spends the rest of the movie chasing him down, like we let Wow, well, it was insulting. There is a driver, but you, you don't see it, so. So you don't know if it's Cujo or a man or uh, just like a demon. And then did you ever see uh, Nightmares from 1983? The film I always look for on YouTube. Constantly. I'm constantly looking for that movie on YouTube. And I have seen it and watched it on DVD from the library. It's a 1980s, early 80s, like uh, horror anthology. And it has like Emilio Estevez, who's a punk rock LA video game expert. He gets trapped in the game. One of, one of the short pieces is a, a guy being a priest or like he just left the priesthood being chased by like a demonic car or truck. I think it was a truck. So there's there was, a lot uh, of that the car. I don't know why. Well, you know, the, the thing I like about these movies is that like there's no, there's of course there's evil in the world or there's chaos in the world. There's no explanation for it. Like what's the logic to this? The truck went evil, you know? And so what are you going to do about it? You're stuck on an island with a truck, a killer truck, a killdozer, excuse me. Bizarre. I mean, what would you do? Uh, you know, in Maximum Overdrive, they... Get back to work. <laughs> get back, right. But that's what they're doing. So they're going to build this airstrip. Well, I think that they're, uh, they're going to set up a trap. And they didn't realize the car heard their conversation. But the trap is they're going to blow them up. It's gonna blow up real good, and they're gonna do it through uh, like fire. They're screaming about Robert Eric. Okay. We used to go swimming, and they're all pretty drunk too. That seems to be yeah. The... For, uh, it's 
just saying, well, you know, uh, Kelly doesn't drink. He quit drinking. So there's, it seems like there's a backstory. Okay, so he sees Killdozer a-coming. Yeah, well, he's got Killdozer good. He set up a trap, I think. There, see, look how cool is that? Yeah. How do they do that? They, they use piano wires? Just roll right over. marionette strings? Killdozer stops for no one. Knuckles the dog was a very good dog. Maybe they have heard that. Yeah, I don't know. There's nothing that memorable. Um, I take it back. I mean, that song was memorable. This was so. This is supposed to be Africa, but it's, it's Southern California. It's Valencia, California. Well, I mean, you can tell from like the beach and the underbrush, and you know, it's it's not very exotic. The story was an uh, island off the Pacific. It was World War Two. In the in the novel, in the novel, the, yeah, yeah. Boy, they got a lot of crap for like six guys. You know what I mean? They got a whole. Well, you know how? Well, I wonder how they work. Like, are they being contracted by the government? Are they a private or? I guess they're oil. So, yeah, so it must they, be this building. Like, uh, it must be private. So they, but they must charge somebody for their supplies. You know what I mean? Like, we'll give you the service if you pay for the cabinet that's going to be in the the tent, main tent. What's so they that? They got a good plan going. A piece of meteorite? They're going to blow them up. Oh. Oh, yeah. So oh, so the thing is, it's like, he knows the story, but he doesn't, he doesn't want to tell everyone. So he, he just tells him, and then, you know, it, it blows up. Like, What's why did you story? tell me about the blue light? Then I saw it. I saw the blue light go through Dantana and the tr and Killdozer, and then Killdozer was all like Killdozer. No, Kelly saw it. The boss. Maybe that's not his name. Uh... Yeah, no, Kelly the boss. So he's telling he's he's not telling everyone, but he's telling this guy. Why in the world wouldn't he tell that... everybody? Well, I think it's like, well, so they they uh, well, here's the thing. So he goes up to him and says, like, hey, what's this about a blue light I saw? It looked like cotton candy. It looked like candy. And Kelly goes, uh, oh, well, you're a candy sour ball. Really? And so they kind of create a nickname. Yeah, so he created a nickname. He calls him Sour Ball throughout this movie. Uh, a couple, like, two more times. You know, beginning, middle, and end. Right. But the other guy, like, he kind of goes off. Like, he, goes, he says, uh, you dried up old drunk. What are you seeing? And, they, and then later he goes, what are you seeing? And he goes, pink elephant. So he calls him pink elephant. Mm. So pink elephant is a sour ball. And there's Chubb. Chub. Which isn't a nickname. I don't know. I'd be, I'd be pissed, man. As a, as a chubby gentleman, I would not want a nickname Chubb. <laughs> right? Change my name to Chubb Arbuckle. Don't give me a fucking break. <laughs> What did you call me? <laughs> Chubb. You don't recognize these faces? Yes. Even though I, I can't do. tell them apart? Absolutely, I do. Especially him. Yeah. Well, that's shit. That is, uh... Carl Betts. Carl Betts. Yeah, he, uh... Here comes Killdozer. Another one. They're blowing him up? 
That's their plan? Yeah, but kill... Yep. The kill those are fucking kiboshed it. He knew the plan. Before they could blow him up, he blew up their bombs or something? Yeah, he, like, killed those at the right time. And now he's going after their their houses. Oh, okay. Fucking crib. Like, he knew of it. That's weird. Also, he doesn't need that much diesel fuel himself. Like, for a killdozer, he, with his lines cut, he just travels fine. He's unstoppable. He's killdozable. Unkilldozable. The noise of his engine and... Yeah, I'm telling you, this is an audio movie. It's like the 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 soundtrack and then just the crushing and the engine. It's all just kind of melds into this perfect movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are we watching? We're just watching like uh, it's a truck. Yeah, beautiful truck, great great truck. There, I, yeah, fuck your your oil, you fucking diesel. Fuck your cans. <laughs> Now they, have, now they have no place to live, no yeah. place to stay. They got all that all that private uh, company uh, cabinets and shit. Right. Uh, and he knows what's up. They all look like they're auditioning for like a battery commercial. I dare you to not this battery. Oh right, out, that was uh, Black Sheep, Black Sheep Squadron. Yeah, I forget. Is it Robert something? Well, not Preston. I know he's talking about. Knock it off. He's another squinty guy. Listen, I can't tell these four guys apart, let alone another guy (laughs) who looks like them. So yeah, so Kildare just trashed the joint, right? Even their little uh, orange jeeps. He knew. Oh, my iPad. <laughs> Nineteen seventy-four. You think? Well, maybe if I squint into the sun, I'll be six. Should close turn the closed captioning so I can understand what the fuck's going on. I've seen this movie three times. It, it just kind of drags a little bit for a 77-minute movie. It's, I mean, it's, I, I say it's, it's waste no words. It's true, but there's still this feeling. All these films are always the same kind of feeling. Like, it's a one-node premise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Christine's after you. Uh, the dual car is after you. So what happens? Either you trap it, which is kind of what you want, or, like, it just runs you over. But there's some horror movies like The Strangers or whatever where you know, they home invasion, and then they chase this for the whole movie. They chase this person, and then at the end, they kill. Hmm. And then there's other films where, you know, at the end, the way end of Cat and Mouse, they, they, the mouse catch the cat. The mouse catches the cat, right. And that's what we want to see. Yeah. Underdog. I actually, I actually said the mouse cat. I use cat as a verb. Cat is like, a, a cat. cat is the cat. The mouse cats the cat. Yeah. I got yeah. your meaning. I, th- I think I... The catch is actually more coherent. That I appreciate. So they're going to go, uh, I guess, the fuck out of here. I mean, what would you do with Killdozer just destroys your island's uh, compound? They're going camping and now. No... 
Yeah. Well, so nobody is going to uh, come, and not for a couple of days. So they're really at the last thing. So they're taking their marijuana hemp uh, first aid kit. So they need to hang out until good guys come and save them? Right, but they're, they're determined to kill uh, Killdozer. Oh, okay. So they're not just going to hide out. They're going to kill Killdozer. Okay. That's better. Yeah, these these guys are – yeah. And, that, I mean, that's what makes this movie so, – like, there's your intrigue. I mean, it's a pretty solid premise. Did you know that uh, the Peacock, the new streaming service, has a TV show called The Most Dangerous Game? And is it and anything like the movie we love? Yep. Yep, like the movie we love. Uh-huh. But for a season. So there must be like eight episodes, 12 episodes, an hour apiece. 12 hours of the most dangerous game. That seems like there's good, not going to be a lot of places for them to go. Right. So the most dangerous game is that there's an island where they hunt man for sport. Because in sport terms, in hunting terms, man is the most dangerous game. Being yeah. the animal that you kill. It's not like a board game, which always pissed me off. You <laughs> just kill Dozer, man. The typical hot burn. Just tear apart the whole like, coast. Ooh, look at that. They got the camera under Jerry's up. Jerry London's under the trucks like that. He's doing his job. Earning his keep. He did three cars in a row like that. That's pretty good. I mean, that's better than a lot of film, like theatrical film directors. Oh, they're, they're listening to magic on the, on, the, on the radio. Why you gotta be so rude? Don't you know I'm human, too? I'm gonna bury that girl. Hmm, that jeep is not a mash jeep. It's yellow. Oh, here comes Killdozer. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the boys have a plan. This is a runway. So again, this is originally... Look at that. Killdozer. Ooh. Right underneath. it all, baby. What's underneath the Killdozer? That's like a six-second shot right there. So what did they do? They dig a hole in the road and they threw a camera underneath there? I, you'd have to ask them. I mean, that sounds like it would work. Oh, it's too expensive to go to London. You, you say it. It's just, I, I'm surprised people can even live there. I could have Jerry. I think Jerry, no, he, he passed away. One of these guys, like, lived to, uh, fucking Clint Walker lived to age 90. Uh-huh. The guy who's married three times with 20-year marriages. Yeah, so he had three 20-year marriages. Yeah. So that's, like, kind of good. Like, he did, He wasn't, you know, he wasn't a fuck-up who married and, you know, I mean, if they each lasted 20 years, do you know what I mean? He married a quick... He married in quick succession. I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and also, considering that he passed away at 90, he must have had, like, a, a solid bachelor period. <laughs> he was just a little old. Maybe he lived on his own. Yeah. Well, here's their plan, and this is kind of based on the story, is that in the story, they were building an airstrip, and the airstrip itself, the equipment they use is like a uh, metal mat, you know what I mean? Like, it's a, they, they 
they roll it down or they a it's very flat. Okay. Like a mesh, yeah, like a mat, like a like a like a metal okay. grid. Yeah, so they're gonna put it on the ground. Also, they could attach electricity to this mat, this this uh, a metal uh, strip. So they're gonna lure Killdozer, and they're gonna electrocute Killdozer. Okay. I don't know why they think electricity would kill him because it's all made of metal. And anyway, here he comes. What are you talking? What? All right. Well, Carl, what's the best way to kill uh, Killdozer? I guess electricity. Really? You just poo-pooed electricity. I know. I I know. You, you, kill... you jumped on me, so I thought you knew something I didn't. Look, so they're smart about they, – they're not going to get pulled again like Killdozer. They're setting up a, a, a distraction right there, right okay. there. The old bait and switch, right? You think you're going to roll over a fire, and next thing you know, you're electrocuted. Oh, <laughs> uh, and they're throwing in tapes of the rest of the ABC lineup in that file back in 1974. Oh, they're building – they're burning Beatles albums. <laughs> the Beatles did say they were more popular than Jesus. I, yeah, I can understand the sentiment. You can't get away with that around here, boy. Do you remember Maximum, Maximum Overdrive? Not only was it a Stephen King uh, short story and then a movie adaptation, it was the only one of those to date that he that he directed. He directed the movie. That's weird. He, that doesn't seem like his role at all. Well, you know, he's always critical about films, uh, the Stephen King films, like uh, The Shining, he hated, and all that kind of crap. So, so I could see him. Uh, the, the, the famous story is they say that, you know, uh, my story was about fire and yours was about ice. That, you know, the, the tone of the film, like they literally freeze to death at the end of the film, but in the story, they, they burn to death or some shit like that. All right, so okay. Killdozer is like, I'm going to fucking. I love how his eyeballs go. I'm going right. to fucking dump this fire on you. Smart. Poaching hot mess. Yeah, he's a smart alien. You know, in that Color Out of Space movie with Nicolas Cage, uh, it's not really a spoiler, but it's just that it's, there's no way to defeat it. You know what I mean? And you get a sense of it, but there's just n nothing you can do about it, or you try to escape it, but it's, it's unknowable to you. And this idea that this tr the Killdozer, bulldozer becomes a killdozer. You have no idea. You know, there's no. Right. I don't bother to tell you the reason why. There's no backstory. It wasn't because his father killdozer never talked to his son. <laughs> and then the son killdozer got, you know, son killdozer got rejected by the Incredibles League, and they said, "I'm going to become a super villain trust." <laughs> no, no, no backstory like that. I guess Jaws is the same thing. Jaws was '74 too, wasn't it? Uh, like, I think it was '75, uh, but okay. Yeah, but it's this idea of this, like, unstoppable beast or whatever, demon. Yeah, it couldn't be, like, a demon because of TV, public TV, you know. They'll get you. You have to change it to alien. No religions allowed. Secular entertainment. We could do born-again Christian or, or Christian entertainment science fiction and just switch aliens to uh, Jesus. Exactly that whole thing right. change love stories. That That's like the love songs. Ooh, look at that. Was, uh, that, that yeah, he got him good. 
See, again, they set it up. That was a Simpsons joke about changing uh, love songs, love to Jesus. So I, I'm sorry I said that. This movie reminds me of uh, John Wick at the end where they're driving down the pier and they're try he knocks, he uses his car as a weapon and he like slams into the guy's car and pushes him off the cliff. Like that's, that's the way they describe it in their commentary on the DVD. But uh-huh. the idea like he's not using guns, he's using the car as a weapon. All right, so listen, Titan never hit those two bodies, Beltran and Mac. And why are they uncovered? Oh. Did someone die? It's a third death. I John guess so. Wife. Maybe Come they're plants. Good friends. I'm sorry, I was just reading the closed they... captions. I guess somebody else died. You saw this three times? Yeah, well, two times. This is my third time. Uh, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I guess the who so is it? God, what are the fucking names? This movie uh, is it Kelly? No, is it uh, Dutch? <laughs> Chubb? It's Chubb. It was Chubb. I remember this. Chubb died. I knew that. Look at him. I didn't want to spoil the. Okay, I guess now they're like, fuck it, we'll electrocute him. Oh, okay. So now's the electrocution plot. It wasn't like a uh, yeah. Uh, I forgot they had another thing. Switch thing before it was that was their idea. Well, they did put a fire to attract them somehow. Right. I won't lose sleep at, on over not understanding the plot of this film. Kill dozer. There is a plot. I mean, it. They're just they're just finding ways to to get the kill dozer. I mean, it's <laughs> not a. Uh, All right, here comes the boss. Zach's busy. Uh, yeah, so Killdozer, he's fucking going nuts. Quick, we'll bury our friend later. Oh, Killdozer's so respectful. He's burying her friend right now. <laughs> That's a good way to think. Look at it. It's all about your... You should always be positive. Kill this. Killdozer, how rude. Show some respect. That, what we don't understand is what is Killdozer's motivation? What's he after? What's he doing? Kill and dozing. Killdozer. <laughs> it's the same thing with the <laughs> alien movies. Like, at least they were trying to, like, plant their eggs in something. What was the <clears throat> but they were also they were also taken out of their environment. This was like, I mean, you could say that maybe that they disturbed the environment of the African island or the uh, Southern California Pacific. I don't know. Like they're, 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 they're going to turn it into a drilling station and they can't because of nature in the way or, or elements of chaos, you know, they discover something that they didn't expect. So the thing is, they, maybe it's because they love you. Killdozer. They bumped into the meteorite and the meteorite was like, Oh no, you didn't. You know, he just got mad. Right. Well, the thing is, it's like, yeah, look, he was in there, and it was only until they actually physically touched him. It must have hurt like a bitch then. Yeah. The bulldozer, pre-kill dozer, must have really, like, stung. Look at him. It's like he's sticking his neck out. Look, Like he's sticking his head out to take a look. 
Well, they said that they were going to play hide and go seek like an hour ago. And he was like, did you guys forget I was hiding? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these jaws, these eyes, these sideburns. How can I fucking tell these guys apart? I'm done. I, Carl, you make the research look easy. I can't even tell who these guys are. <laughs> and I've seen this movie four times. Well, your Elvis research was out of this world. This research is okay. Well, I see that. I mean, there's not much to say about it. It is a cult movie. It was released as part of the Universal Vault, one of those, like, custom, uh, you know, like the Warner Brothers has one, too. It's a service where they'll print the DVD when you order it. And if they didn't, like, uh-huh. use 100 copies, uh, like 5,000 copies of this. But if you order it, they'll be happy to generate it for you. So it is available, and it was a cult film. And I had heard about it before, and I had heard about the band, and I heard about the meme eventually. I know, like, one of the lines, like, uh, the guy kind of tells him off, and that was apparently a meme, but I just couldn't find it. Oh. So. I know what you mean. So, you know, the first time, like, uh, like Kelly, Kelly's like a hard nose, like, he, uh, he said, they said, the first time they tell him, was, let's destroy it. He's like, what are you talking about? I have the line right down. He goes, the 49er? Are you crazy? That 49er cost 90? Uh, oh, like he had me. He's like, all right, yeah, all right. Well, well, I'm thinking money over human beings being right. killed by bulldozer. Yeah, that's the thing. Like you, you're always thinking about the bottom line, and you don't realize there's a killdozer coming. <laughs> that is a good point. Yeah. Have you ever seen that killdozer footage with that guy attacking him? I have seen that footage. I didn't watch it all the way because I kind of didn't want to respect the, you know, like, give him get giddy that someone's doing murder. I understand why he did it. He really got screwed over. Nobody listened to him. And he was like, okay, uh, you know, I've given you a year and a half. Getting drunk again. Playing the rules. Wow, he's a drinker. Well, that's the thing. They go. Uh, it's, I just saw it on the credits on the post credit too. He goes, "Here you go for medical purposes, for medicinal purposes." <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, "Yeah, oh, right. booze. This will cure." What yeah, so they're gonna hold on to the booze. Oh no, he's even the dry drunk is drinking. Yeah. Oh, I remember that good stuff. Thanks, you appreciate it. Oh no, I think he offers it to him. Oh yeah, so he's a dry drunk. Whoa! Is he gonna drink? Yeah. Oh, Cheyenne didn't drink. No, that's Kelly. There you go, fellas. Kelly. Well, he was on the TV show Cheyenne. Okay, gotcha. I'm gonna gonna walk to the side of the road and lick my fingers. Well, you're not watching. I'm gonna take a leaf together. Oh, yeah, so, the, you know, this is also one of those, like, fatalistic movies. It's like, you know, what are you going to tell Hal Burton? Are you going to say, like, you know, a demon truck fucking <laughs> killed three of your men? Yeah, that's not going to get believed. But, he, but he's going to say, no, I'm going to tell him the truth. I'm going to just straight out say that, you know, as a failure drunk. He killed three of my men on the second chance because a uh, truck hit an alien. A rock. Yeah, a blue light. 
because they were blue light. It must have been. They didn't see the beginning of the film. They don't know it came from outer space or any of that backstory. I'm telling you, that effect in the beginning of the film cost him three dollars, and that's the entire plot of this movie. <laughs> why did he? Why did he? Why did three men die? It was a three dollar special effect. That was the reason. A three dollar special effect attacked him. No, it attacked a truck in the first ten minutes of the movie, and then that truck ran him over in the last ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Have you been All right, a little day drinking? Back in the seventies, they didn't wear helmets or seatbelts. Wait, he took their car. He drove yeah. off with the jeep. Oh, he, he got drunk and he's. Yeah, listen, man, this quarantine. himself? This life. Fuck this. I'm not wearing a mask either. Fuck the fuck coronavirus. Whoa. High what? noon. Dude. How do they do that? Do they hire Jim Henson? Right. Yeah, this is all. This, I'm telling you, this is a great audio movie. So maybe uh, you have to watch it again. Not that it makes any sense. Oh no! What are you gonna do? I'll try the car again one more time. It's coming towards me. He's just gonna get, get out of the. Okay. Wait, he died too? Look, he's crushing it. Good job. He's crushing it. Killdozer, how is your fine minutes of stand-up comedy at the open mic? It's awesome. I crushed it. <laughs> Killdozer, how'd you do? Oh, I crushed it. I was crushing it. You should have seen the audience. Oh, I guess they killed four people in this movie. There wasn't much of a spoiler there. I mean, a st uh, what are those called? It used to be called a steam shovel, but if there's no steam... Right. It's called the diesel shovel. A scoop. Hall call it, war call makes it. I do like they put the word war in it. <laughs> right, it's war, Burton. Yeah. Wow, look Which at is that. basically how I know them to the Iraq war. Truck versus truck. Ooh. What if the Killdozer was a food truck as well? Like, you get, like, an egg and ham sandwich? Yeah, he could poison you. <laughs> it's the worst breakfast burrito. I waited an hour in line for your food truck, Killdozer. Your kimchi hamburger was disgusting. This ham and cheese is going to be your last. <laughs> so I kind of imagine this as like, you know, Godzilla versus, I don't know. If you use your imagination, this is a much more satisfying uh, ending. But it's, mm -hmm. it's pretty good for TV. Silent Running. Is that a science? I, I think that movie was about the guy in the park who jogs behind me without a mask. It's like, what the fuck? Running. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
Yeah, truck versus truck. It's a crane? Oh, no, it's a dirt shovel-y thing? It used to it's be a called truck. steam Great shovel, truck. and that was easy. You just say, it's steam shovel. But now it's like, there's no steam, so it's like, is it just a shovel? It's an eye shovel. No, it's a tech shovel. E-shovel. Right. All right. You know he's mad because he's firing his eyes. Oh, not going to give me. Oh, yeah, that's going to hurt. Like. He blew his... Oh, he... Got it? He blew his top. Yeah, yeah. He top. He's laying, off a... He's laying off a lot of steam. Yeah. Oh, give Killdozer a break. He's just letting off steam. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Every dark cloud has a silver lining. All right, this is called Checkmate in Chess. You ever play Chess with two truck drivers with a, with a killdozer? Yeah, I always lose. It's I never got mate. Yeah, Jerry London does a good job. He directed like $6 million, man. You know, like he just did it. Uh-oh. Time to bail. Ticket, please. Uh, we're getting off of this. This is our stop anyway. <laughs> My president of Long Island so Air, uh, sticking the LIE. Does he in it? Like. Maybe it's personal. He's like, fuck you, other truck. Okay. Well, no, they're, they're going to see. Now, there, look, on the ground is that fucking Manning. Is that great? Kill. Killdozers are cool, man. Yeah. Like, remember, remember during career day when the, they brought the killdozer over? Like you could be in a fire engine. <laughs> oh, I'm so out of breath. This belt to my chest. How could people have my physique? Yeah, this is like the budget must have been a dollar. Yeah, right. No, but they—that's all this heavy equipment. Yeah, but I mean, if you're heavy equipment, grant like Caterpillar, right? Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, a Caterpillar right behind them. Yeah. Now they see the they the they could they, they this is the electrocution part, right? Yeah, right. So finally, this is the final thing. Again, it's like. It, it is kind of redundant, re, uh, or just kind of you just waiting for the final scene in these movies sometimes. Like, this yes. one creates suspenseful enough, but a lot of times where it's like one versus the other, you just have to wait for the final outcome. Like, that was uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, but, you know, at a certain point, you're just like, get to the final battle. Yeah. Even jackass movies where you're like, okay, what's the final bit, please? <laughs> These guys are professional. They don't even use, like, gloves. They have to hide it from the truck. They kill those. Are they friends? Because it's just you and me, kid, kind of thing here. Yeah, no, they they, they call each other Sour Bowl and uh, Pink Elephant. Right. And the one lost his job because he was a drunk 
And Kel- he actually says like, he says that at the end he goes, uh, "Well, we'll be friends maybe in a hundred, and maybe in a hundred years we'll be friends." That's <laughs> how he says it. Which I can't wait for that sequel. Yeah, he died at ninety. Oh, oh Dozer, make it. Yeah. Yo, those are 2074. This premise has lasted 100 years. <laughs> yeah, now but he's sitting dormant. That's one of the things I love about entertainment. It's been going on for so long that a novel about a fucking killer truck from the 40s became a 70s film and it's available now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, here we're, it comes. We're almost, yeah. Listen, this is oh. a very 74-minute movie. Hey, Killdozer, over here. Cagey Mr. Killdozer. Why, you there you are. What an actor Killdozer is, right? You can tell when he's angry. The real yeah. subtle feature, the way Killdozer acts. He was snubbed. There he is. He's on the, on the grill. But he's not doing it. He got snubbed in the Emmy. Kildozer. He lost he's to too the, smart. The truck. I think he figured it out. Warp, warp, wow. Yeah, all this is just noise and electronic uh, analog sound. They got him. They fried him. Come on, Dozer. Come on. Mr. Kildozer. Oh, Ooh. that'll make him mad. Yeah, he's good aim. You, you land on you, you land on Earth thousands of years ago, and you finally get excavated by a truck, and you you possess the truck, and they fucking break your tail light. What the fuck? <laughs> Boom! Here we go. Finally. ABC, Saturday night at the movies. What was your theme song? Do you remember? No, I don't know. But you, you can see it in your in your visual. Well, what choice did we have? Um, oh, oh, you mean in my mind? Oh, I know. No, I guess not. Um, yeah. I do I not guess it's All right, well, looks like they did it. He, he, uh-oh. Okay, final uh, light. Here you go. Our most special, expensive special effect shows up at the end, too. Blue light goes bye-bye. Is he dead? They did it. So the blue light just sort of zapped itself away. It just sort of disappeared. We don't know what happened. I know what happened. He just said, fuck this shit. You guys fucking suck. I'm tired of this shit. I got four of you. I'm done. Fuck off, y'all. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is it. I'm telling you, it's good dialogue. But he's basically saying, like, uh, you're going to tell the truth? Yeah. 
Yeah. Got good character. No matter what. Is yeah, it Sour Ball. That would be the best ending. Said, all right. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, the movie's almost wrapping up. Very nice. There it is. Like I said, starring two guys who get killed at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Beltran. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been Killdozer from 1974. Good job, Bill, by the way. Yeah. Carl, what's your take of Killdozer? Uh, I, 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 it was good for your, I don't know, I, it was okay, I, I just can't bring myself to say I like this film. <laughs> Why? Why can't you say it? Is it really good? I mean. Is it too, yeah, I love this movie. I think it's classic, right? Even though I don't understand it and I can't tell anyone apart, I think, like, the idea of, like, here is something. It's going to kill. You're going to die. Is there anything you could do to prevent your death? Whether death is something grounded in real life or, you know, in the, more in the abstract, like a kill dozer. You know what I mean? Like They beat it. You're facing They beat it. They beat kill dozer death. So. Good. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been our movie, and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Sometimes I see a movie. It's stupid, right? It's a yeah. dumb premise. But the premise has been done before. Stephen King basically ripped off Surgeon or whatever. But I guess. definitely a maximum overdrive. They all owe a debt. It's the same premise, but it's the same story I like to hear over and over. They again. owe a debt, yes. So, uh, they owe a debt. Like, but it's it's based on something real. It's the facing death. You know, it's a it's the spirit sprite that chases you everywhere. Mm-hmm. So there's no escape from it. But unless you're those guys. Next yeah, week, I have a movie. Uh, we're going to watch one of my favorite movies. It's a Johnny Toe movie. That's a Johnny T.O. Toe movie. He's a Hong Kong, very prolific director. Uh, and he does a lot of films with his collaborator and elsewhere. Spreads different genres. But he's best known for this movie. It's from 1999. It's called The Mission. And it's basically a bodyguard who gets hired to protect a, uh, a gangster and just walking around protecting them. And it's good. And, uh, you know, it's super, there's a great violence. Well, whatever. We'll have to talk more about it. But I don't have the trailer for No, it. there's two trailers. So, yeah, if you oh, there is a trailer. Okay, why don't you go ahead. Which one do you want? You'll be playing the audio call. So. Okay, so I'll just select the first one. Uh, put in trailer the mission 1999 and we'll just there's we'll just pick the channel N I M R A H W T N I M these stupid acronyms right people do that N I M these stupid acronyms R A H W T click the link hit pause slide it back to zero zero and we're gonna watch this trailer okay. Three, go ahead. Two, one, go. Milky Way. You know it's gonna be a good movie when they come up. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. Really? You find that funny? I know I'm. I'm a little. You're a little more sensitive to me, but okay, Yakuza. No, no, no. Yeah, they got guns. 
and they got rooms where they have guns, and then they play with guns, and they hang out in rooms with guns. They got to protect this guy. That's their mission. That's their mission. It's not William Defoe. Look at that. Ow! They put little prank cigarettes. They're hanging out in a mall. There's no civilians. There's no like innocent bystanders. There's just this empty city streets and them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's not guns that attack them. Sometimes it's them knocking their own food over. Right. People don't kill people. Guns kill people. In shopping malls. So a lot of gun pointing in this movie. If you like pointing guns <laughs> or gun pointing. <laughs> and there they are. There's the guys. The mission. The well, mission. It's, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I really like this movie a lot. I'm, I'm going to tip my hand early in the game, but uh, the fact that it's been on YouTube, I, I just can't ignore it. So yeah. uh, we'll be watching that movie next week. Uh, Carl, where can people find you? Uh, right now they can go to carlsucks.com. Uh, every Tuesday we have our open mic in Elmwood Park. You can find it on Facebook. And, uh, and also... On 7th Street in New York, we have a mic now every Thursday um, at a place called nice. Cellar 77. It's 77 East 7th Street. So that's where I'll be wow. hanging out. Very cool. Check it out on carlsucks.com. Right. I just recently performed sketch comedy on Mission, uh, on, in the Mission, uh, over at Mini Radio. And you can hear it if you're listening to this. Go ahead to mutinyradio.fm. Uh, it will take you to pcrcollective.org. There's a donate button, and you can donate money to Venmo at Mini Radio. But you can also go to the podcast archives, go to Pamtastic Comedy Clubhouse, that's with K's. And if you find the episode dated July 17th, there is about 20 minutes of sketch comedy that uh, was performed by, I guess, the Mini Radio players. It was Pam and Warhol uh, right. and Pancake. And the, so uh, you can hear it on that episode. And uh, while you're over at Indie Radio's website, you can go to our archive page at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. couldn't say archive, but I could say L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. <laughs> and while you're there, hit the donate button and give them a buck. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, again, their Venmo is at Mutiny Radio, and if you go to GoFundMe, I believe they may have extended their fundraiser. So you can okay. definitely, uh, as we try to keep our doors open uh, throughout the pandemic. Yes, please. Maybe it's not a good idea to keep a door open. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll keep the door closed. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it unlocked. How about that? But yeah, don't show up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's been the show. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carl. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. See you soon. See you next uh, time. See you soon. Bye-bye. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Watching movies back.
German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Carl, not Spiegelman. We're hosts of You uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by Odorat. Now we're going to do some AFL level like you just fucking did with me on YouTube. Did you do with me on YouTube? Podcast yeah. one and two. Right. Yeah. L W A F L M O Y T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or Carl, not Spiegelman. Five yeah, percent. Three right. Percent, I'm so percent. lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to see that five. Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Carl, test, test. Carl, Carl, test, test. Yeah, you're all buzzy. I got to call back. Let's watch it's jokes to Carl. Not duh like duh. Oh, that's funny. It's duh like French, so it's jokes to Carl. Follow me now. With Michael Spiegel Math. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's right. You subscribe to the L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T podcast available on iTunes and everywhere. We also stream first live uh, streaming on mutinyradio.fm every Sunday 2 to uh, 4 p.m. It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Carl, Am I right? 2 p.m., right? You were certainly right about L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T and that we first broadcast on Mutiny Radio, but I think it's time to plug Mutiny Radio. What's our sponsor? Oh, our sponsor is MutinyRadio.fm, where we stream live. We're part of a great Sunday lineup. We even have a show called The Edge of Insanity at noon prior to us. Great show with Paul Brumbaugh. Why don't you contribute to the station? Keep it going. We have a GoFundMe, which I believe wrapped up in September. However... 
you go to uh, Venmo yes. and throw some Venmo bucks at Mutiny Radio. Carl, I'm really excited to have Paul Brumbaugh here with us. Hi, Paul. Hey, guys. It's good to be here with you guys, too. It's been so long since we've all been so live in the studio, we almost forget our time slots. Yeah. <laughs> almost. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so we want you to listen to Paul's show. We want you to subscribe to Paul's show. And we have Paul here. He yeah. will be doing our countdown very shortly as we count down the movie we are going to let us watch, uh, a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl, what is the movie today? Th today we're going to watch Munchies, thanks to your popular demand. M-U-N-C-H-I-E-S. <laughs> 1987. Munchies, 1987. Uh, Put in the YouTube search. Greatest year ever. We like all right, so go ahead and channel. Kev's movie channel. I'm going to subscribe to Kev's movie channel. Oh, but look like at the channels. movies first. Uh, Every episode you subscribe to yet another. I want to leave a mark. I want them to know I was there. I existed. I used your video for other means. So go ahead to type in Munchies. Spelled like it sounds. 1987. You'll get to the link from Kev's movie channel. Click that link. Hit pause. Move the timer to 000. We want to play this movie the same time with you. We want you to listen to the podcast and watch the movie on YouTube at the same time. That's the only way you can truly experience L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Paul, can you say the initials? Paul, can you say them? Yes, I can. You probably want me to do it anyway, don't you? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay, it's L W A F L M O Y T. <laughs> I'm gonna so professional. That's a great ad right there. That's a professional ad right there. Totally. L W A F L M O Y T. Yep. Right, well, ladies and gentlemen, I am we're gonna we're gonna do the countdown and I'm very excited. Uh not only is Paul here, but we're yeah, very excited to have Paul do the countdown. So we what's that, sir? I just want to be clear, KEV apostrophe S movie channel is hosting Munchies 1987. Take it away. Kev. Kev. All right. Uh, Paul, please. The Countdown King is here himself. We please welcome Paul Brumbaugh. All right, man. I, okay, I think I've got it. I've got the Munchies. Oh, you mean the movie. All right, guys, here we go. <laughs> Put your finger right over that triangle. Let's do this thing in true Munchie style. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. Launched. Through Munchie style. Uh oh, star date. Dear Cindy. Star Trek reference, Carl. It's a Star Trek connection. The Star Trek connection. Every movie we watch either has actors or references to Star Trek. Right. Or sexual abuse. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, or sexual abuse. Is that Corman? Yes, that is. That is Harvey. Harvey. And I don't know who that guy was. That's the every man. It's every his... man white guy. Harvey Corbin Jr.? Yes. Well, his name is Waterman, which is ironic from Waterman. It's uh he's not, his name is Paul and his father is Simon. You know, Harvey Simon Waterman. It's an archaeologist, and believe it or not, he's looking for alien space stuff. Interesting. What a waste of time. Right. They don't exist. Yeah. Who gave him funding? <laughs> you going to find a leprechaun? 
Look, look at their dig uh, special effects, right? They bought a tent. They got a cooler. Corbin's <laughs> there. They got some props. Give him a glove with a baseball so oh, wants to go to Los Angeles and be a stand-up comedian, and he's like, son, Los Angeles like New Jersey with earthquakes. Is that true? I guess that's no, true. I'm from New Jersey not. and California. It's it's a weird thing to say, and it's our author's first joke. Well, New Jersey is tends to be used as a punchline, right? We can admit that in the 50, 100 years of comedy in America. Oh, uh, but the meeting. So maybe that's it. Meeting. I'm sorry, Paul. Jumped. He put on a parachute and bailed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we woke him up today. As today merges into another day. <laughs> well, we were the highlight of Paul's day. Don't forget, we want you to listen to Paul's podcast, yeah, "The Edge of Insanity." It's excellent. The Edge of Insanity. Check it out on MutinyRadio.fm. Yeah. Yeah, if you go there, there's a, a podcast archive page, and you can find our 200 episodes and Paul's 200 episodes. Yes. Happy searching. Yeah. <laughs> Be like an archaeologist. I guess uh, Indiana Jones made archaeology movies cool again. Yes, exactly. Usually it's like a bunch of nerds getting chased by a mummy. <laughs> okay, so what's about to happen... You know, I'll spare you the details. It's it's like Machu Picchu, and, uh, you know, they got an interpreter, and anyway, he's about to find a creature, okay? And that creature, he believes, is an alien, and that will prove that there are aliens, you know, it's alien techno, um, ancient aliens kind of thing. And that'll make Simon Wait, very... He's alien? Mm-hmm. He's going to find a monkey. But aren't monkeys aliens? Well, girl when I say munchies. In the end, the munchies are not aliens. Just to ruin like maliver- for you. Oh Jesus! First off, why is it? Why is Harvey wearing a fucking San Francisco Giants cap? And also in yeah. the eighties, were they in San Francisco the Giants? Yeah, they were. The earthquake happened around then. Okay, there they find a, a cute, adorable creature who speaks Spanish. Aww. <laughs> Yeah, Yokito Taco Bell. Right. And um, they're going to put him in a duffel bag and take him home, essentially. That's what's going on here. There's only one of them, you see. It's not plural. Well, the title says Munchies. And we had watched, we we should say that last week's episode, we had watched a family friendly, uh, family friendly, family entertainment movie called Munchies. Which is the unofficial direct-to-video sequel to this movie, and it was reset as a kids film where there was one creature, a munchie who spoke, and helped the kid. Dom DeLuise. Uh, yeah, the voice of Dom DeLuise, and Munchie helped uh, a young white boy deal with his mom dating. Right, because his dad was not there, and his mom were dating, and he didn't like the stepdad. Right. But Munchie, like, put a matchstick, a wooden match in the... He gave him a hot foot. Dad's shoe. <laughs> gave him a hot foot. And made him laugh. And he felt better for himself. By the way. What's that? The sequel has nothing to do with this movie. 
Well, this movie is an R-rated kind of teen sex comedy from the late 80s. But the only connection we have is that Roger Corman direct, uh, produced these movies. Yes. For his various entertainment mediums. And I think producing them kind of lightly. You know what I mean? Like, he had his boy. Yeah. Like, the, the for Munchie 1992, it was... Uh, I forget his name now, but he, he's a... You know, Corman is his guru. He's trusted, you know? Go make me an exploitation yeah. You were talking about that director. He's just he would crank him out for Corman. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the thing is, this is obviously off of Gremlins, right? I mean, it's another knockoff. It's it's that's a Corman specialty. Whatever's hip or popular right. now, I'm going to take. I'm going to exploit that, and people will go to the theater. Harvey Corman. So Harvey Corman being in movies is a special thing. He was in Blazing Saddles, and that's about it. Like, was he in Disney movies? He was uh, he part of the uh, Appleseed gang or whatever, the Apple Dumpling gang? No, well, Corman had a – look, he was uh, – okay, before he was on the Carol Burnett show, that's how you really know him. He was on Flintstones as the Great Gazoo. Uh-huh. <clears throat> that's right. That's the classic Rosie O'Donnell joke saying that the, the Flintstones were unrealistic when the Gazoo showed up. <laughs> Uh, he was in the Munsters, like, uh, for three years, uh, you know, doing just uh, – I guess it was once every year he was there. And there were several films by Mel Brooks. It wasn't just so – What other movies? High Anxiety? High Anxiety. That's a great one. My, yeah. Remember he was dating the uh, Nurse Diesel. It was just – it was a really good one. Was he in Spaceballs? I don't think so. I'm not a fan of Spaceballs. I know everyone else is. I don't get it either. It was just kind of a weak comedy. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I get the nostalgia of nostalgia, but I just don't uh, – it wasn't as good a good film. It was better than uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It. It was better than Robin Hood Men in Tights, although <laughs> I guess they're equal. So we have Pan Am? No, United. So United's still around. Okay, now oh, this they're, is back, they're back home. It's pre-9-11, but there's a joke. Listen. Gentlemen, time to step aside and explode. So it's the girlfriend. They're home with Munchie in the bag. And this girl was in Gremlins. Really? Yeah. Stevie Cates? Yeah. And the director, uh, no, her, her name is Nadine... Vanderveld. Uh, we know her in this show from Moving Violations. She oh, yeah, absolutely, which is probably a year before, 86. Yeah, she was in Critters. She was in Critters, not Gremlins. Which was the original? Well, Critters is... The only thing I know about Critters is that Leonardo DiCaprio was in Critters 3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there, there was Critters, there was Ghoulies, there was Munchies. Uh, I think I'm missing another Gremlins knockoff. Right? We watched Ghoulies go to college. Yeah, that was great. That had three Ghoulies. It was Ghoulies plural, and there was plural amount of Ghoulies. Unlike this movie, Munchies. I've only seen a Munchie. Yes. Yeah, there were three Stooges at a college. You should have seen them when they opened up that glass refrigerator filled with beer. Hysterical. Yeah. Beer, yeah. beer avalanched onto them. Yeah. Oh, Thomas Azamo. 
So this is a guy who's Dean, and he's like the son of the big cop in town. And so he's going to... Oh, he's Lily, you mean. We'll have him set up as he's a buffoon. Yeah, pulled over already. Ma'am, you know you're wearing a wool cap in the desert. She isn't being pulled over for speeding. She's being pulled over because she went a few decibels over the noise ordinance (laughs) when her car backfired. That's just that. Yeah, it really annoyed all the tumbleweeds. They know him. They like went to close high school with him or something. Hi, everybody. I was thinking, Doc. Oh, hey, Officer Pig. I mean, Toby. (laughs) He's just like going to be set up to douche. Meanwhile, poor Munchie is like sucking that bag the whole time. Munchie, excuse me. Munchie. Well, there's only one munchie right now. Should I? I, I you know, I'm definitely good. Yeah, please do. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll yeah. Just... Well, I I have a question. Cut them Answer up. my question. They. What? Is there more than one munchie? Right. Is there more than one munchie in this? Yeah. Them. Right. You cut them in half. There's two munchies now. Oh, but isn't that the three rules of munchies? You don't feed them after midnight. You don't add water to them, and you don't cut them in half. <laughs> Right, you don't cut him in half. So <laughs> it will, he will be cut into fours. You'll see. And then at the, like, real close to the end, they're going to try to cut themselves, to, like, make more of themselves. Wait a minute, they're going to cut themselves? That's so fucking gross. They commit suicide to make more. But How did they wind up cutting a monkey go, in half? What's that? How did they come to the the point in their lives where they were cutting a monkey in half? Oh, well, that's the film. You shall see. Doesn't make any sense. Is that Henry Gibson and Artie Johnson next door spying on him? No, No, it's... uh, You're right. It's Cecil. Cecil Waterman. Oh, his twin brother. Yes. But he's clearly not... You know, they both have their distinguishing features. Like a terrible wig and a horrible mustache. It's really bad. How did Harvey? How did Harvey Corman show up in this movie? I don't know. Oh, there's the Elvis lookers. Oh well, they I'll tell you one listen. thing. It only it only took twelve days to shoot the whole thing. So nice. Well, Harvey Corman's a genius. I mean, he's funny in anything, and unfortunately, he does a lot. <laughs> You know, like, hey, can you do a wacky commercial? Yeah, I'm Harvey Corbin. Obviously, I could do a wacky commercial for you. Of course. Yeah. So what we're getting right now is the cuteness of Munchie. Me, 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 me. <coughs> well, the Munchie movie we saw, Harvey, uh, Dom DeLuise started talking almost immediately. Yes. He was all like, hey. Hey, I'm a stupid. <laughs> now, they're giving him snacks, right? So yeah. that's why she nicknames a munchie. That hasn't been disproved yet. Let's see. Here it is. <laughs> I haven't seen anybody eat so much junk since that time you got drunk. And Brittany ate that bar of hash. Yeah, he thought it was a chunky. <laughs> that's it. What? He's a munchie. Munchie. <laughs> so now our character. He's a munchie. It doesn't freak them out that there's some weird creature in a bag, but they just like, let's be cute and name Munchie. Exactly right. And look at the way they transported an alien being. 
put him in a duffel bag with his underwear. That's part of the joke. So now the archaeologist, archaeologist, yeah, he's irresponsibly leaving his kid in charge of Munchie. Yeah, he should be kicked out of the archaeology guild. Look, Mike, he's got an alien creature, and what does he do? You watch this <laughs> dog for a little while. Let's put him in a duffel bag. You better and uh, watch TV. Now Harvey Corman across the street is listening in. He's got his brother's house bugged. Weird. Yeah. Oh, like our brothers. Our brothers do that all the time. <laughs> I'm I'm totally on to Marcus, and I find bugs all the time. He's very bad at it. <laughs> Took very bad at years, it. Years, but I I see right through him. Sometimes I scam him. I like talk scandals into it, get them all riled up, and disprove right. it on a parent. Yeah, I, well, my, my brother's house is really dirty, so I see bugs in there all the time. Yeah, lots of bugs. Oh, Carl, I was going to tell you a joke about snot, but I figured you would think it was too on the nose. <laughs> okay, snot. Look, Elvis. On the nose. Yeah, now, on the nose. Cecil, right there with his wig, right? Look at that stupid mustache. Yeah. Okay, Cecil yeah. has a wife named Melvis. <laughs> Cecil and Melvin? Melvis. Melvis is his wife. Uh, you said you were going to sell me your half the land when you got back. So here I am. And Whoa, there's two Cormans in one shot. That's right. They got Gabe Kaplan. It 12 days to do that. They got Gabe Kaplan. <laughs> Gabe Kaplan. Yeah. They probably poker game. Matt Cotter looking for a gig. Oh, man. No, no way, man. Gabe Kaplan was my hero. He became a professional poker player, like, yeah. when it wasn't cool. <laughs> and ever since that, he does color commentary. Like, he's part of that scene now. He doesn't need, like, stand up or sitcoms. That's he's right. All right. He still made it. Yeah. He made it. You know, every week I check for the movie Fast Break, the movie starring Gabe Kaplan as a basketball coach. Oh, right. And every week I can't yes. find it. Right, Fast Break. I remember. I, I didn't see – I might have even seen it. It's weird. Remember back then, like, uh, let's just be old-timers for a second. A movie came out in the theater. Yeah. It was out for a week, and if you didn't see it, you didn't see it. Oh, I'll, I'll even outtimer you on this. I was on a plane ride as a kid, and that was the movie being featured on the in-flight entertainment fast break. And of course, my parents weren't. You know, we were lucky to be on a plane, let alone get you know amenities like headphones or whatever. Yeah, we were spending money on that. So, and it was an R-rated movie. I was really psyched, but I couldn't watch it. You know, but I flew across on an airplane. That was pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, is this his deadbeat son? Kind of. Yeah, this is dude. And dude is a stepson. Cecil now, says son. That implies that it's from Melvis's first marriage or something, but no, she adopted him. Huh. Now, essentially, Cecil, Harvey Corman, too, is saying, you're going to help me do some evil shit, or, like, I don't know, he threatens to kill him. <laughs> Yeah, he's going to choke him like a Homer Simpson. Yeah. Wow, isn't it weird in these end days to see someone wear a bandana on his head? And not their face. be covering your face. 
<laughs> now you see these are just regular goldfish but we're getting us sold the story right. that they're tropical fish and he's in love with them oh so someone's gonna ruin it right they're gonna drop sushi in there or something maybe yeah well they'll just they'll just be victims of the munchies and you know it's just another way right. now the woman who directed this her name's tina tina hirsch and she was the film editor for gremlins Oh, so she knew her way around the puppets then. Well, no, I mean, this film is its own. I'm just saying she was a part of Gremlin. She was their editor. So, like, I don't think it was Corman who – Corman did produce this. Anyway, he snapped her up to be in this, to give it legitimacy. And he's got the woman from Critters, the – you know what I mean? He's trying to make it legit. And he's oh, yeah. Corman. So there's a legacy. Mm-hmm. And it's from the editor of Gremlins. And the star of Critters comes Dr. Corbin's uh, Munchies. But she, I just want to say this, Tina Hirsch edited three films for, for Harvey, I mean, sorry, for Corman. For Roger. Roger Corman in the 70s, so. This was her directorial day. Oh, yeah, he tends to. She came to him. Well, you know, you know the story of Roger Corman, how there's a lot of filmmakers who made it through his system will say that it was a, like a great learning tool. And he, yeah. you know, famously used like uh, James Cameron and Martin Scorsese, gave him the opportunity to kind of just crank out Piranha and what have you. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people oh, are think they... like, like Rod, hard, uh, Roger Corman's contribution is kind of like, you know – but it was such opportunity. He made movies happen, and sometimes he had gold. And he, just like you said, there a whole like little mini industry of making films revolved around this man. Yeah, a lot of opportunity. Yeah, I don't know. If, like he's been around for years. Ooh, what a, by the way, Carl, uh, I'm a gremlin on the streets, but a, a munchies in the sheets. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Corman's movies aren't good, but you know I, he's been around for decades, and I haven't heard like a bad thing about him. Like I, he hasn't been new suit or anything. Look, he bumps into him, and heart, it's just this look, and they stay there forever. I don't know if Corman had anything to do with that, but like these bad movies are sometimes really good. Well, you do have Harvey Corman, right? Uh -huh. You do have like. Harvey Corman. So you want to utilize Harvey Corman. He's one of the great, you know, I don't know him personally, but I know that he's oh, one of the best in sketch comedy. Mm. No, I don't. Huh. Oh, I know Tim Conway. Sure. Oh, sure. Good. Conway will have lunch sure. with anyone who will pay the bill. <coughs> who else was on the Carol the Net show? It was, uh, uh, the there's one actor that I always see that, like, he's always young and has, like, crazy hair. But he's always in the uh, Carl Burnett show, and I can't think of him. And there was also the oh, other woman who played Mama, who Mama's family. Yeah, who complimented like so much of Carol Burnett's uh, sketches. I I just know her face, I guess. Uh, okay, so this is all play. Look now, look. I want you to see that it's not even a puppet; it's a stuffed animal. Uh-huh. <laughs> a little stop-motion animation, maybe, at most. Well, they've got, like, some sort of fishtail going on. 
the thing is there was no budget or money's put into like they they, they can't bend joints they're stuffed animals right well we can note that due to budget constraints this whole action sequence takes place in her kitchen <laughs> due to budget constraints <laughs> we are not shooting outside this house <laughs> We only have 12 days. No, that's a good take. No, that's a good take. No, we're not yeah. doing it again. Well, you know, Corman Cor Cor was known for making movies, uh, shooting them in two days. Uh, that's Bucket of Blood and uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Wow. They were going to tear down the set, and he said, well, wait, 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 I'll make a movie called Little Shop of Horrors, and he did in two days. Wow. So that was when he was directing, though. What's with this T-shirt? How 80s is this movie? Is it a Grateful Dead shirt? Yes. See, right now he's complaining that he wanted to go to the Berkeley Hackensack, Hacky, Hacky Sack Festival. <laughs> and he said, no, you're coming. We celebrate Hackensack. So he's doing the same thing I... that his brother did. He's saying to his son, watch this alien creature. See the gun? Yeah. He's always threatening to kill him. It's kill his son. It's, well, stepson, but. His stepson, yeah. So maybe the menace isn't the uh, munchies. Maybe it's your stepdad. <laughs> oh, that's missionary. They're still clearly. fucking. <laughs> oh, it's not missionary. Some kind of funky missionary. It's like a six. Uh, missionary. It isn't a 69. It's a it six. Right. <laughs> now it's an L. It's a greater than sign. Alright, so he's now like, the, dead. the munch yeah, he's into the dead. That's what it's all about. So the munchie's not really causing any trouble. I mean he's just being a, like a little dummy. Uh but he'll get annoyed with him and start getting physical. And when that happens the munchie just starts to change. Really? Watch, slam into the nice. wall. Nice. He hasn't been mistreated by That's any exactly what you There's bird tweeting noises. <laughs> That's so unrealistic. <laughs> First the great guy too, now that, forget it. Record, man. Oh, hey, remember when I had a pool table in my kitchen? Very 80s. Yeah. <laughs> this looks like a, a MTV's like crib, you know, where they're like, Hi, I'm Martha Blackburn. Welcome to MTV. We'll be showing videos all hour. You know how they had their cool right. apartment. You see that special effect? Do you remember? That was, that took a lot of money. Do you remember the FX, the TV network, the cable network, when it first came out, they had, like, the FX house? Uh -huh. And they'd be like, we're showing Batman reruns here at the FX house. Okay. Yeah. That's it was before they did a original program. Of, of uh, Batman reruns. Content, yeah. Look, yeah. I just want to say again, yeah. it's embarrassing to me for Roger Corman that these are stuffed animals, toys. They're toys. They're not puppets they didn't even like have a prop team like create an original puppet they just took an existing toy and right added fangs watch did you see how it's inanimate in that shot yeah uh-huh ouch it's a 
I feel bad for this actor. Oh, uh oh. Now he's really he, gonna he's change. getting pissed. Chew, huh? He's taking scratch. That's my cue. I get it. That was a pool. Was... So look, he put yeah, right, right. shotgun. He said guns. The fuck is in their kitchen? But this guy has like acupuncture needles. Right, but oh he... no, fondue needles.